It's game time. Spilling tea and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day Tea Podcast with your host, my name, D. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Day Tea. I am your host, D. Gill. It is another special Pride episode this summer coming at you in the month of June in the the year of 2022. I'm just so excited to uh, have this guest on who is no, no, no stranger to the Outsports family at all. I mean, uh, if if you haven't heard of him and you've been reading everything about Outsports and uh, being on our conference calls and our sports ecology foundation projects you've been living on the rock but before we get into that uh please 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 listen to uh all of my past episodes and when you get a chance after this one <laughs> go to spotify apple Podcasts, search the game day t on out sports uh the game day t on instagram and twitter and i have so much content for you all uh, there's some there's an episode for someone out there um, whether it is you like a coming out story or uh, hearing about LGBTQ sports uh, advocates, there's something out there for everyone. And this guest today, what, what can I say about you, Micah? You're a educator, leader, LGBTQ sports, sports advocate and consultant, Colorado uh, school district principal. Um, you do it all. And I'm so glad to share my friend on this episode, Micah Porter. Welcome to the game day team. Pleasure being here. It's like a little bit of a surreal i listen to your podcast regularly you know if i'm working in the yard or driving home Aww. incredible content you're doing so much for our community thank you and so to be able to to share some of my voice on it is is really a true true privilege no problem and i want to share your voice because you let me tell you michael you inspire me so much uh your story for those of you who don't know micah came out and 2003 but publicly I mean 2009 but publicly 2013 and you had a wife and kids and you've overcome a lot in your own personal life and to be this outgoing person for our community and the LGBTQ sports community uh, I strive to be that person you know I still struggle sometimes posting things on my own personal Facebook or my own personal Twitter account because I'm afraid of what you know those followers who didn't who knew me before this podcast would think and to see that you are so out and proud in our community I, it's really inspiring to me well thank you um you know it yeah it's been a struggle um over the whole process of coming out but I feel like that's that's behind me now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I try to use my platform and I use a lot of social media just to share happiness. I mean, that's to me, I mean, there's lots of different ways to use social media and we each choose how, how we may want to do that. I try not to get into politics too much. I try not to, you know, post things that that are controversial that's just not really the way that I use the platform and it's also been very therapeutic and cathartic for me because I can reflect on how happy I am now being an openly out gay man and educator and having a partner and being able to just be part of a community that I love um, and and really kind of a second life 
in so many ways. And I have hundreds of students that reach out to me that I taught, you know, before I was out, who, who just affirm, you know, the choice that, that we all make to be happy. And uh, so it's, it's, it's really nice to hear that it's having an impact on, on other people. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you, uh, you find happiness in my, my, my story. And I, I, I appreciate that. Keep the content up. I want to talk about some of the content that you do post. I mean, in some of the organizations that you're a part of, um, you post about out and about. It's the Athletics and Education Team Toolkit uh, for mm-hmm. to give people uh, basically kind of like lesson plans for how to, you know, make up things, curriculums for people of our community, for teens, which is so important mm-hmm. because when you were in, growing up in school, that, that was non-existent. Right, there's nothing like that available. Yeah. You know, organizations like GLSEN really, really helped, um, you know, provide full access to, to educators. And, you know, where, where this started was, as I posted on social media, kind of just being an out principal and an out sports advocate, and I would get individuals that would reach out to me and they they would ask for for uh you know resources or support and you know I'd ask for an email and then I'd put together a list and then I'd email it and I was like well you know and then I you know I'd get maybe five or six a week which is not a ton but you know when you're in your other job and you're trying to to just you know also support the community you don't want to let that stuff slip mm-hmm. so I I took advantage of COVID a little bit and I started a web page where I gather a lot of those resources that I think can help educators or help coaches and put them in a toolkit. So if someone reaches out to me, I can just give them that link and then they can go there, find what they need. Um, you know, it has everything from stuff that's specific for educators and not necessarily sports related. And so there's lesson plans and, and all kinds of stuff there, as you mentioned. And then there's a lot of stuff, kind of my kind of my baby is sports. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that it sort of consolidates all those sports um, support groups out there into one space. So it's just kind of like a landing board. So that's at my website, micahporter.com. And um, I'm glad that, you know, I've heard a lot of positive uh, feedback from people that use it just to get the support that they need. And you mentioned sports being your baby. Why do you think we specifically need to focus on sports and our athletes coming out and supporting our athletes? Because there's a lot of LGBTQ advocates out there. But sure. you know, why specifically sports? You know, I still believe that there's a myth in the sports community that it's overtly homophobic. And I don't, I, I don't believe that's the case. And the data shows that it's not the case. There certainly are instances where athletes, you know, who come out um, or a young person is outed on their team and they're treated really poorly or a coach uses an inappropriate slang or whatever it might be. Those, those cases happen and we continue to need to, to you know, work to educate our communities so that they can support our youth. But that happens with racism too. It happens with sexism too. And so those are things that are, are really going to be ongoing challenges in our community. Mm-hmm. 
But for the most part, you know, when a young person comes out, they're embraced and they're loved. And I think that's what the message I try to portray is that there's a whole community out there that loves you, not only that you'd be part of, but your own teams and your own coaches are ready to support you. So don't hide anymore if, if you feel it's the right path for you to take so that you can be an out and proud athlete. You know, you should be able to, to do the things that you love and whether you're straight, gay, whatever, um, you know, that's an opportunity for you to just be happier. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I think a lot of coaches are wanting to be on the right side of the press release, you know, sure. how they did yeah. support their, you know, coming out athlete instead of they don't want to be known as the one that, you know, has an issue on their hands. And, um, and as we, more education gets thrown out there, it gets not thrown, but put out there and published out there and more and more athletes come out. I, I feel like, you know, hopefully one day, Micah, we'll see in our lifetime where it's like a, nothing is to be expected to have LGBT youth on your team. It's like right. expected. It's like, okay, this, this is nothing. Like, all right, we're changing the locker room. It's a nothing burger to us. Like, I believe that will happen. And through our work that we're doing, that's how it's going to happen. I completely agree. And, you know, because I think our society has become more accepting, I don't know what the exact number is, but it's like 63% of mm -hmm. Gen Zers do not identify as straight binary yeah. You know, they, they see a, a gender and a sex, sexual orientation spectrum and mm -hmm. they're somewhere on that. And that's what I believe too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's just what, what history has started to show and teach us. Yeah. And, you know, I hope that advocacy work is no longer needed. I mean, yeah. I, I'd love to get to that point where, you know, I can uh, retire and, yeah you know, have a, a lemonade on the beach and, yeah. you know, just be, celebrate all kinds of athletes, whether they're gay, straight or whatever. Yeah, I love it. When we come back from the break, I want to talk about uh, more work that Mike is doing, but specifically a congratulations to him uh, being recognized by one of the top, 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 top uh, professional outlets of our time. We'll be right back with the game day tea. Welcome back to the Game Day T. I am your host, D. Gill, and I am talking to Mr. Micah Allen Porter, our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful sports, LGBTQ sports advocate. <laughs> I did say your whole name. <laughs> Calling you out there, Micah. But, um, so talk about a little bit about your work with the Sports Equality Foundation, which I believe is just, I'm not a TikToker, but I did jump on the TikTok, you know, do my little spiel for the foundation, but I just love the work that you all are doing over there. So if you haven't heard about it, uh, Michael's going to educate you a little bit right now. Yeah. So Sports Quality Foundation is an organization, it's a nonprofit that started about, oh, I want to say eight years ago. And it was, it was a result of you know, a lot of different voices in our community wanting to do different things. And, you know, Kirk Walker is kind of the center of making this all happen, of bringing those voices together so that we are forming a team um, and utilizing our community in the most effective way. Because I think what was happening is we all were kind of out doing our own thing, right? Mm -hmm. We're all doing this, doing that, doing, you know, whatever, and speaking at this event, and we're 
helping with this issue at a school. And so this the Sports Equality Foundation was and is um, an effort to bring a lot of those voices um, together as one group. So um, it's, it's tagline, our tagline is for the love of sports, um, L-O-V-E, the love being the LGBT community. So kind of a centering our community and really um, supporting it, the O being opportunities. So networking our community with job opportunities, with speaking engagements, all kinds of, you know, opportunities essentially in the community to, to go out and spread the voice. The V is visibility. So how can we be more visible? What kind of, you know, whether it's Pride Night or Pride Month, whatever it could be, how can the Sports Equality Foundation really highlight visibility where it needs to happen? And then the last, um, which, which I lead is the education com component. So the E, um, the, the last letter of love. <laughs> um, and what we do, we've got a whole team of educators that we work to develop curriculum. And, you know, right now we're partnering with You Can Play. Um, they've helped fund some projects so that we can go into schools and go into, uh, we did our last one at the Avalanche uh, Pride Night, Ooh. which by the way, to an old Stanley Cup right now. Okay, yeah. As long as Tampa Bay does not win another title, I'm okay. <laughs> up a little bit. Um, and but we did one before the Nuggets game where we invite high school coaches to the game. We give them an hour sort of a workshop on inclusion, and then they can go celebrate and enjoy the the game. So we're doing a lot of initiatives like that. Um, you know, we're hoping to move um, to a lot of different platforms with with our education piece, and I'm hoping to ramp that up this summer as I have a little bit more time now that I'm I'm uh, on summer break as an educator. So yeah. If someone's listening to this episode right now and they're listening and saying, wow, that really sounds like something I want to be a part of. I want to know a little bit more about it. How can they go about and do that? Um, we have a couple different ways that they can contact us right now. Our website is being redeveloped and it's not um, ready to launch completely yet, but we're active on Facebook, social media, and LinkedIn, um, sports, I think it's sports, um, EQ, FDN. But if you just search sports uh, quality foundation, it'll populate. Um, it's it's uh, pretty active on all three of those platforms as well as Twitter and TikTok. Yeah. Our young, yeah. as you mentioned, our young our young uh, group of, of LGBT athletes took that over and it kind of went viral this last summer. Um, I created a TikTok account and tried to do it for like a week. And I was like, I, this is obviously for a different mindset. I love it. Good for them. But I'll be more of a, uh, I'll, I'll be sitting on the bench for this one. There you go. You're, you're posting the Facebook page. <laughs> the old people network is, as the young guys call it. Right. Exactly. The boomer Facebook the boomer network. <laughs> I'm with you though. That TikTok stuff is very creative, but I just maybe if I was retired, I can have time. To it's a lot. I mean, it takes a lot. Um, but shout out to all our our guys and gals and non-identifiers out there at the Sports Equality Foundation on TikTok channel. Um, I do want to transition to kind of celebrate you because I was on your Facebook page just to browse and browse and browse it, and I came across a post and I was like. Yes, go off, sir. Go off. 
And that is you are a part of the inaugural LinkedIn top LG, LGBTQIA plus voices. And this, uh, it, it caught me off guard because I was like, one, why are we just now doing this? But two was like, hey, I know that person. And when you associate, you know, that with LinkedIn, that's huge. That's major. Tell me how all this happened. Like they introduced you as a, a education coordinator in sports equality at the, for the Sports Equality Foundation. Did they contact you? Were they looking at your body of work? Do you have to do an application? Just like, tell me like the whole process of that. Yeah, that's a great question. I think I, I was as surprised as you, Darius. Um, so I, I use, you know, like I mentioned, I use social media for a lot of different purposes and Instagram is more personal. You know, it's where I post a lot with my partner and, you know, our adventures in Denver or around the world. And then Facebook is kind of a mix of professional and personal stuff. And then I really, over the last several years, have made LinkedIn my, um, my way to network with other LGBTQ educators, other LGBTQ leaders, um, principals. So it's, it's really such a high-level professional network. Mm-hmm. that I've learned so much and, and created some really great friendships um, through that network. And I would, you know, I also post a lot of content on LGBTQ inclusion in sports and education there. Um, I kind of have a schedule that I try to follow where I'm posting on a regular basis. Oh, wow. um, That's the principle in you. <laughs> Organized. And when you get positive feedback that it's making a difference in people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like you need to keep doing it. So yeah. I, you know, I'm pretty consistent on LinkedIn. Um, I go on, I, I really try to support the work and the voices of other people. And my, viewership just kind of started growing. It was unexpected. It wasn't planned. It wasn't something I was a goal. And then I got an email from the editor of LinkedIn News and they said, hey, you've been chosen as a top 10 voice for LGBTQ uh, voices in in the US and get your page all cleaned up and ready to go. And I was like, whoa, okay. And then, yeah, they just did it. So isn't that kind of validating to your work too? Not that you were looking for it, but it's just like, you know, I must be doing something right. This schedule that I've been doing, posting every week, it's been obviously reaching, you know, a lot of people, but some people in places that are really, you know, wanting to acknowledge me for the work I'm doing. Absolutely. And I'll be the first to admit, um, and my partner (laughs) will reminds me of this often, um, I need lots of validation. Mm -hmm. That's just part of, I don't know if it's, from being closeted for so long or, Mm -hmm. you know, I've never really been able to put my finger on that. But, and so, yes, it certainly was validating and um, made me feel really good about that work and that commitment. Um, But also say, like, I think there's, there's a, there's a part of it where if it's something you're looking for, then it's, you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And it just needs to happen organically yes. um, and authentically, because if you're, if you're using, regardless of the platform, if you're using it specifically to be Insta famous or whatever, mm-hmm. there's so many people out there that are trying to do that, that it really comes across as, as self-serving and inauthentic. And so 
I've just tried to stick to that authentic authenticity piece and just consistency and making sure my, you know, my messaging is the same. It's all sports and education. Um, and yeah, just, it was a way of, I felt like it was a big thank you from LinkedIn for, yeah. for being a positive voice. And that, that meant a lot. I, I love that, that you said that, because you just validated everything that I do in my line of work in podcasting. You know, when I started the Game Day T podcast, it wasn't to be uh, an outsports podcaster, a uh, part of our group. You know, I, to be honest, I didn't even know there was such a thing. It's just like, I just wanted to talk about sports, um, just say whatever the heck I wanted to say about sports and just be me. And, you know, I attended a couple of outsports conference calls during COVID. You were on those calls and oh, the hangouts. Yeah, yeah, the hangouts and uh, got approached. And I, this is one of the best decisions I've made in my life. You know, um, I never thought I would be in this position to be a voice in our community. I don't know how big of a voice I am. That doesn't really matter to me. Um, as long as I know that some people are hearing my voice and I know out of all the episodes that I've done in my life for Outsports, I probably touched someone. And that validates, you know, me and my work. Well, I remember when you were brought into the Outsports family and I was like, this is so, this is just exactly what our community is all about is finding those like passionate voices out there that believe in the same sort of levels of inclusion and represent different communities. And I'm like, there he is. Yes. Game day T they got to have that in there. And yeah, it's just been, yeah, it, you're right. And a lot of times the work that we do, it's, it's as much for us as it is for other people, Yeah, you know, and that's okay. That's, it's, it's okay. And, Thanks for saying that. Yeah. Okay. It is, and you know, if you're if you're impacting people, which I know you are, um, you know that's that's obviously a, a huge bonus to, yeah. to the passion that we have. The the twenty year old something, you know, D would have never thought this thirty year old something would be doing this. Right. You know, it's just wasn't something that I saw growing up. You know, to this day, there's. You know, we have our celebrity, you know, members of the LGBT community, but as far as like sports related, I mean, I couldn't name you one really off the top of my head. I mean, I know there's a, uh, uh Mr. Collins, you know, but like, if, if I had to go, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we're not there yet, you know, so <laughs> that's, if we have a ways to go. It, with, is, it is early in the morning. D, D, it is, uh, it is, it is early in the morning. It is early in the morning. I haven't had my coffee and whiskey. I'm, I'm just not, kidding. I'm not around. <laughs> I'm not around. I made it to the gym already. Like cream in your coffee or like, how do you take your coffee? Yeah, I got to have some cream. My coffee's got to be really strong, but I like a little cream. There you go. Who doesn't like a little cream, right? <laughs> but so it is Pride Month. And um, I do want to end the podcast with asking you, what does pride mean to you? You know, that's, you know, you hear that question a lot. And it's such a great question because it, it's different for every single individual um, in, in so many ways. And I would you know, thought about this and there's not an answer that comes really clear to my mind yeah. because I'm, my partner and I, 
aren't as active in a lot of those pride celebratory events that I think a lot of our community is. Mm -hmm. And part of it for me is I'm a recovering alcoholic. And so that, that can be really tough to be around, you know, a lot of that mm -hmm. um, at a high intensity in our community um, likes to drink mm -hmm. and which no, you know, no judgment. It's just, I gotta be, I gotta be careful there. Yeah. And so what I, what I see pride as it's an opportunity for our community to really have some time in the sun. Yeah. And just for the rest of the world to see us mm -hmm. and just to celebrate alongside us. Um, and, and, you know, companies getting on board, whether you agree with rainbow washing or any of that stuff that happens, you know, but I like to, in many cases, sit back and say, this is what our young people need to see. This is what our, you know, our out or our, our closeted athletes or, you know, need to see that we are a community. We're loved. We support each other. And this is our, you know, we chose summer for a reason. Right. Hello. <laughs> you know, and just be in the sun a little bit. So for me, it's, it's a spotlight on our community. And, you know, to me, pride is 365, but, you know, June is, is a time where we can really yeah. just celebrate and, and be vocal and, and have our allies um, lift us up a little bit. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. And uh, I was at work on break and I was looking at a Pride Facebook uh, post. I forget who posted it, but uh, a comment on there, Micah, was from a lady that said, you know, I support, you know, LGBTQ Pride, but I don't get why they have to be half naked in the streets in the parades. And like there was one part of the parade where they were like whipping each other and, and bondage and this stuff like that and it's just like I don't I don't get that part why they have to do that like how is that part of pride and you know at first I was like mm, she she has a point I mean I'm pretty sure they're probably like kids in parade but then I thought you know what bump that how many times do we have to see Cardi B half naked all these artists have naked on the tv you know everything uh awards music videos at tv ads all this other stuff in movies and we don't ask for that you know that's just a part of culture you know like our entertainment culture and good for those people that are expressing themselves in the way they want to express themselves as long as they aren't doing anything illegal go good for you you know if you want to show your pride that way go ahead because you know our straight counterparts have been doing it for years Oh, 100%. And, you know, you won't necessarily find me out there in that. <laughs> but, you know, like, like you said, good for them. And the, the, you know, our community, most of the time is, is an invisible minority. Yeah. You can't see it. And so, you know, when I walk into a room, people don't know that I'm gay. That's not really just because of the, my, my expression. Mm -hmm. um you know some people their their expression is a little bit more um unique and mm -hmm. out and you know my partner is that way mm -hmm. um so 
when when we see you know members of our community doing that in a parade they're turning that invisibility into visibility yeah like they say look at me this is who i am this is what you you you, you don't see this in me every day but you're going to see it now yep. because you know that's that that's who i am as a person and it's a way for them to celebrate outwardly and visibly um who they believe you know who they are and what they believe and who they might love yeah. that's the way i look at it same same here I'm, i just had to get that off my chest because uh, yeah it was that was bothering me a little bit this week and this is my podcast and i have the right to talk about it <laughs> um, it's our choice you don't gotta go you don't have to go to pray yeah you don't you don't have to and you know it was her decision to you know publicize her opinion as well her opinion is valid to her you know uh, anyways uh, micah i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your pride month and you and your partner enjoy your time together i know that will be much much needed if someone wanted to get in contact with you uh they hear this po- heard this podcast and was like hey i need to get in contact with micah uh let me pick his brain how can they do that probably the best way is through my website at micahporter.com um or i'm as i've shared already i'm pretty active on social media so if they just search me, um, I'm, I'm, you know, my profiles are public and they can message me and I'll get back to them and then we can swap emails or numbers or whatever. So yeah, I'm here just to help. for the perfect hair <laughs> and the perfect jawline in the, in, the, in the profile picture and you'll know that's my Oh, <laughs> uh, you're so sweet. <laughs> no problem. Everyone, I hope you're having a fun yet safe Pride Month. Uh, being who you are and for everybody that's newly um, out and about coming out uh, congratulations being yourself is the best thing you can do everyone please be you be fierce and 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 just be yourself love yourself all right take care everyone